Well, you talked long enough, brother dear. As you've been babbling on, everyone's been imagining me frozen in the doorway of Gran and Grant's flat, screaming, Ah! And the fact you and Walt bolted off to London, assuming I needed to be rescued. Men! Robert and Hal are on a quest into the Ryan and Verse. We read series that are in about the Cap Half Blood Chronicles. Mythology, we see different reads and not just Greek or Roman. Hey. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Into the Riordanverse. It's a Rick Riordan read-along podcast where we read the books that aren't a part of the Camp Pop Blood Chronicles. This includes Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Heroes of Olympus, and the Trials of Apollo. Today we continue to look at the Kane Chronicles through the Kane Chronicles, The Throne <laughs> of Fire, chapters 7 and 8. A gift from the dog-headed boy and major delays at Waterloo Station. We apologize for the giant baboon. Hello, friends. How are you? <laughs> I am good, fellow friend. How are you? Oh, uh, you know, surviving. Uh, our our listener... Oh, and how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm good as well. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> We're all good here. Busy bees, at it? Listeners of Into the Riot Universe might be wondering who the heck are these people and how, why Sadie Kane is alive and well in front of me. Well, unfortunately, that's not Sadie Kane. <laughs> if if my two new, not two new hosts, if my two guests here would like to introduce themselves. Uh, I'm Owen. I do a podcast called Through the Mist. It it tries to work out all the law and stuff. I've just released an episode on Kane Chronicles, so you lot. But uh, should be right up your alley. It it came out uh, as you're listening to this the previous Sunday, so just look it through. Uh, look it up through the mist. Yeah, and uh, I am Fran, a fellow British podcaster alongside Owen. We are, I think, maybe the only two. I think there may be three of us now. I don't actually know, but uh, my podcast. There's too many podcasts. There's, up there's a lot of podcasts. <laughs> Um, my podcast is the best damn camp. Um, I have had a recent episode as well with uh, Gracie Kim, author of The Last Fallen Star, part of the Rick Riordan Presents imprint, as well as going through uh, the Percy Jackson Chronicle series uh, in timeline order. Um, I was on a mini hiatus because mental health is a thing. Please look after yourselves. Um, but I am back properly now and I will be officially going back through the last olympian and onwards from there speaking of gracie kim the last fallen star as you are listening to this on the day it comes out tuesday may 4th a happy star wars day may the fourth be with you Ooh, that <laughs> comes out as well doesn't it yeah and b uh it won't be pre-order anymore it'll be go buy gracie kim's new book uh the last fallen star part of the rick riordan imprint as fran just said i believe rick riordan and gracie are also doing an online tour thing yes yeah 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 i think there's one of the tour shows is on the fourth as well and there's one on the fifth and one on the eighth as well um and at the time of recording there is one happening right now which i forgot that i've applied to so i'm gonna have to apply to another one <laughs> so i can oh, go <laughs> i'm sorry to hear that friend no i'm glad to be here are, are you 
I'm supporting you, Robert. This, this, this is all about friendship and camaraderie. <laughs> friendship and camaraderie. Also, these are the chapters that are like specifically focused in England. It would be like an insult if, if I didn't come. <laughs> yeah. When when I initially I initially asked Fran to just hop on to be like, oh, random collaboration, whatever. It completely slipped my mind that this episode takes place in London. And then Owen was like, hey, I'm also a Brit. You need double the Brit. And I'm like, hell yeah, double the Brit. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Get your the transport nerd in here. There's there's some things I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> so before we start, there was a couple of emails in the Into the Rio Universe inbox that I would like to address. Oh, God. Uh, from from a longtime listener in Eastland who she's from Switzerland, if I recall, and she has complimented me and Hal on getting her name right. Recently, she just sent us an email saying, "Have people sent you?" This is not the area of the pyramid, and then sent you the math. How do you deal with them? You guys don't know that joke. I've 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 picked it up. <laughs> at some point, for, for also for for new listeners, at some point when we were reading the Red Pyramid, I think it was when Set like first built up the pyramid. Um, Hal and I questioned what was the area of a pyramid, and they were like, "Actually, we don't care." So a lot of our fo- a lot of our followers and emailers like email us trying to go at us into reading what the area of a pyramid is <gasps> shall i do it now and just ruin it for you <laughs> i was actually gonna ruin it myself <laughs> because once and for all i just accidentally opened up dear maria that's not what i wanted um <laughs> dear maria oh wait no copyright no 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 never mind <laughs> do you think you can sing that well that you'll get dmca <laughs> <laughs> so just to ruin the joke once and for all here is the equation for the area of a right rectangular pyramid are you ready? Yes. Shoot. The length times the width plus the length times the square root of the width divided by two squared plus the height squared plus width times the square root of one half squared plus the height squared. If you understood any of that, I applaud you. You understand more math than I do. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm a lesbian. I, I can't do maths. So that <laughs> was definitely of my head. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh very quickly when i found out i was gonna have fran here i i rejoiced again in this email uh it's from lizzie who says the year into the riot verse in regards to calling leo a misogynist oh, how God. dare you come after my comfort character like that he just wants to find love especially as the only single one of the seven and his relationship with calypso i'm just gonna stop you right there um leo bad moving on <laughs> Yes. Uh, unless you would like to add anything, either of you? I think I think I'll let someone else argue this one. I think they have, <laughs> I think they have more opinions than me. I was going to say, Owen is also taking the safest route in this discussion because Leo bad, <laughs> Leo bad, but also um, just because someone is desperate for a romantic relationship doesn't justify them kind of being, you know, garbage. But also at the same time. Um, you shouldn't be desperate for a relationship just because other people are in a relationship. That's not a healthy mindset to have. And this goes for everyone. Don't want to be in a relationship just because everyone else is. I am proudly single occasionally, but <laughs> it's, it's all right to want to be cuddled. Yes, yes but that's what pillows are for. <laughs> it's a pillow. It's a pet. It's a pillow pet. Did you guys do you guys do you guys have pillow pets in England? 
No. No. <laughs> the moment you I, said I'm, that, I was like, that is what? <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. There's a, I, I read through these two chapters and I'm like, I understand some of these words. It's a good thing I'm going to have two British people help me translate some of this chapter. Fun. Um, fun indeed. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, some of the stuff that does pop up in this chapter... I don't know if you felt the same, Owen, but there were some things I'm like, it's really obvious obvious that an American has written these chapters because these are very like American ideas of what Britain is like. Like the fact that she calls her friends mates every time she refers <laughs> to them. I'm like, I'm I use the word mate a lot, but I call my friends friends. <laughs> or, just, or you just go, right? <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the conversation right there. <laughs> oh my god so yeah already this has been the best decision i've made with this podcast <laughs> um i'm i'm so glad i have you two here oh thank you i i also forgot to tell you guys something so we're just gonna spring this right now <laughs> oh, um, we there's a rating system for the chapters so p- based on your own personal bias on a scale of one to ten how would you rate a gift from the dog-headed boy four Wait, is that out of ten? Did you say? Yeah, out of ten. Okay, yeah. So yeah, four. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really bad at rating things, but this one would be worse than the next one, definitely. Uh, I gave it a six. I was very generous with this one. <laughs> oh, and what's 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 your rating? I have to, I have to give it a number. Uh, yes, just just reach into your soul and think of the first number. Seven. That is. I think more than it deserves. <laughs> and then very quickly, what did we give major delays at Waterloo Station? We apologize for the giant baboon. That Very one's cool. better. Oh. I prefer that one. I think I only prefer it because it gets things more correct. Yeah, actually, I was going to say, yeah, no, I'll give five. I'll give it one more. Five. <laughs> I, I, I also, I gave it a seven though, but that's just me. I, I, I like I'm a sucker for Rick Riordan action chapters, which you, the, based on my reading of Percy Jackson, you'd believe the opposite. But <laughs> neither here nor there. Owen, Fran, what happens in chapter seven? A gift from the dog headed boy. Owen, do you want to take the lead on this one? I mean, well, it starts off with someone getting attacked, doesn't it? So the chapter opens up with Sadie just being like, well, I was in trouble, but also I wasn't the damsel in distress that Carter led you to believe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because who's hiding up in in the house? Good old Neckbet, Neckbet, Neckhat. How are we saying this Neck- one? Um, I looked it up. It's Neckbet, I believe. I need this. I need to see it written down, and I could guess it. But and and N E K H B E T, Neckbet, Neckbet, the vulture goddess. Yes. yes. Hey, say, hey, hey, I have a whole segment at the end where I talk about these gods. Don't don't steal my thunder. I'm just mentioning that part. It's usually the story. Yes, I could mention yes, something else that appears in another book, but you know, I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's about to get petty up in here. It, it, it was petty the second I hit record. <laughs> That's true. You got two British people. That's going to be a lot of pettiness. That's just yes. like the definition of British culture. Just a lot, a lot of, a lot of friendly bants, isn't it, mate? Just friendly, <laughs> friendly bants. We're, we're eleven bants? minutes in, and we've made it through the first page. <laughs> but yes, as uh, Owen just said, Sekbet is coming down the stairs, and Sekbet has been reviewed. Sekbet, Sekbet, <laughs> Neckbet. Ah, I'm dyslexic. Sue me. <laughs> I will. Neckbet. 
neck bet uh, is coming down the Vulture stairs. Woman. And... Should we just call a Vulture Woman? And then we'll yeah. get... The, the way Hal and I deal with names we can't pronounce, like, we don't say just Jardins, we call him Douchebag. <laughs> it really does not you right. We don't say a Fofus, we say Snake Boy, you know? Like, we... <laughs> if it's too hard to... If it's too hard, we just give up. And then you got a new bit some... of um, Groomer. <laughs> I mean, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. So yeah, Neckbet, I almost said Secbet again. Neckbet um, uh, has essentially possessed Grandma Foss... Uh, f- crap, what's her name? Glad. Um, not, not, <laughs> not Kane. <laughs> I know they have a they have an actual last name, but we just call them the, the Fawcetts. <laughs> the Fawcetts. Yes. Because again, just take the easy route. Simple comedy is when you don't care. <laughs> uh, who has possessed grandma, gr- good old Gran, and uh, she looks like she's 100 years old, hunched over, and forced. And, and forced? Uh, that's the setting. Fossed, yes, yes. I, I like faucets better, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, so essentially, she, grandma has been pres- possessed by Neckbet, and grandpa has been possessed by another god, uh, the god of bambo- baboons, Bobby. Yeah. Was it baby? No, because I know <laughs> it's Bobby because Sadie is like Bobby B O B B Y, and the god is like no. Maybe it's Bobby. Bobby would be slightly closer to Bobby. What if it's just let's just call him Booby? Bobby. Yeah, let's call him Booby. Booby, it's wonderful. You guys can swear here, by the way, if you want to. Oh, I, I just God. bleep it out. Okay, oh, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna I, come I up that. to my first. We're about to hit my first bugbear with uh, Rick's locationing of everything. Hmm. <laughs> Yes. Because uh, because as as uh, as Sadie runs out of the house, she bumps into her two best friends, Liz and Emma. But um, apparently she bumps them on South... I don't even know how to pronounce that road name. But I googled this road name. It is in the wrong place for her house. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> she... Okay. If you... Uh, do you know where the big... She lives on the Isle of Dogs. It's where it is because Canary Wharf is the nearest tube station. It's a whole thing. And it's also one of the only places that you can live on the eastern bank of the Thames because it's mostly a north-south thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the south and that road is in the middle of the financial district in Canary Wharf. There's like no houses there. There's no way she can live on the east bank because it doesn't match up with book one. And, you know, we're getting through. It's in Canary Wharf, so we'll give him a tick there. <laughs> I I already regret I, I understood like two of those words Do you know the big white dome? <laughs> yes Yeah. No no it's just east the way of that. She lives east of that <laughs> It's just the way that like British people speak sometimes Where I feel like you cut out half your vowels In some of the words you say Hey and you... <laughs> it, It's fine I'm American We butchered that language beyond Recognition Or did we butcher it? It's very confusing Apparently, we butchered it based on like, like what I've heard from like linguists. Say yeah, apparently, yeah. the American way of saying things is the original older. way. Yeah, it's, it's like the older version of what British people would have sounded like. But things so I'm different. the true I'm the true Brit. And you two, are yeah, imposters. but you guys, this one is just sounds dumb. Like <laughs> <laughs> route. Why is it route? It should be root. I can agree with that. It is root. I say root. I also, 
a lot of the things that I've grew up hearing are apparently like the UK way. Like I don't say parking lot, I say car park. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't say um I don't say shopping cart, I say trolley. Yeah. Or not trolley, um yeah, it's trolley, yeah, right? Trolley. Yeah, yeah, trolley. And like my, my, my American friends, my New York friends are like, what the f are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm just pushing the trolley. We're going into the supermarket. And it's like, what is a trolley? Are you talking about like Thomas the tank engine? I'm like, no, he's a train. Yeah, How? that's wow. Do do you guys know Thomas the tank engine? Is he his thing in the UK? Oh, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> Wait, no, I'm stupid. He it's British show! I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> The anger from Owen and the just stunned <laughs> silence from me of just like, wow. My just stop <laughs> for a second. I'm so sorry. They're all British engines. <laughs> it's a fictional island just off the coast of England, just above the Isle of Man. Well, if it's fictional, then it doesn't exist and it doesn't matter. But all the trains do. <laughs> even the do couple... Even couple of the actual railways are based on real life ones i know oh my god i am so sorry (laughs) uh mainly fran was just like what and owen was like you dare (laughs) mine is more stunned the original version i forgot i'm sorry i mean you had a dub but yes thomas the tank engine just barely lives in my brain where i can remember the general concept i completely forgot it was like a british show (laughs) Oh my gosh. So and- yeah, um <laughs> remember we were reading a book? <laughs> yeah, we just bumped into Liz and Emma. Yeah, on I South I mean do 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 we want to take a chance or uh, a guess at pronouncing that? Connolly? I don't know. Wait, hold Colonnade. on. Let me let me find the thingy. Oh, what? do you want a fun fact about the River Thames while we're here? Uh, I would love a fun fact about the River Thames. Above Oxford, just after the Tame uh, tributary, it is called the Isis. Oh, look at that. Links with the Cape Chronicles. <laughs> uh, but Fran, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I was, trying, I was just trying to find the word I was going to say. I, th- I would say that it in the chat. South Col- oh, yeah, no, I'm just seeing it now. Sorry. Um, I would have said South Colonnade. Sort of like lemonade, because like the, the spelling of that end bit kind of like is how the word lemonade is spelt at the end. So that's lemonade, cool. lemonade. I want a lemonade now. <laughs> don't I? If I remember this correctly, don't you guys don't have the same kind of lemonade we do? Well, your lemonade is oh, more just like oh, just seven up. If someone says lemonade, I'm expecting it to be fizzy. Yeah, you guys, ex- lemonade for you guys is like Sprite. Otherwise, it's yeah, lemon that's juice. it. The other way around. Lemonade for us is like lemon, sugar, and water juice. Yeah, or squash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My weird. Let's get some Ribena down us. <laughs> Sadie mentioned Ribena. Ribena in the last book. I still don't exactly know what Ribena is. It's black basically like squash. a blackcurrant squash, yeah. Blackcurrant squash. And a squash is a highly concentrated juice and sugar content that you add water to. So a jam. No. No. <laughs> it's a drink. It's, um, it's liquid Kool-Aid. So Kool-Aid. Kind of, Yes. <laughs> My God, we! I am so glad I invited. This is more chaotic than it usually is on this show. <laughs> so yeah, we ran into Emma and Liz, and we have to uh, run away down South Colonnade. Yeah, South Colonnade. <laughs> Towards the station. And essentially they keep running, and then as Sadie looks back, she sees a giant ba- baboon, and she's like, oh my God, I thought it was Khufu. 
But uh, Khufu isn't the size of a grizzly bear and doesn't have glittery silver fur or fangs like scimitars. Or they look like, you know, they have bloodlust in their eyes. Uh, this giant baboon looks like it could eat anything, not just foods that end with O. And would have no difficulty ripping Sadie limb from limb. Yeah. Baboons have really not gotten a, a messaging in this series. No. They're either murderers or just, you know, very strange eaters. Baboon, baboons are the one with it. No. Who are the ones with the colourful buns? That, that is baboons. Yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now we're reminded again that uh, this is Bobby, who is possessing Grandpa Foss... F- Fawcett. Fawcett. Fawcett, Just say yeah. Fawcett. Just Fawcett. Uh, Fran, can you say the word Fawcett again? Fawcett. I love it. All right. Um, oh, and can you say Fawcett? It's a Fawcett. You sound more like me, and Fran sounds a little more... Sounds? Sounds? I just... She's, pronounc- she's pronouncing it as an O. Fawcett, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just... I. I'm 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 so happy this is this turned out better than I could expect it. <laughs> so they're running down. I I guess they're just still running down the sh- South Colonnade. It's quite a long road, is it? It goes from one side of Canoe off to the other. Okay, so I guess they're just still running down that while uh, Bobby is following them, wrecking havoc. And at one point, they stop in front of a church. Yes, this church that may or may not exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing about churches. I love the little thing that Rick Riordan did write about the church, if I can find it. Uh, we paused uh, a tea road in the a tea in the road while I considered which way to run. In front of us, the little church, the sort of ancient building you find in London. A sombre hit of medieval stone wedged between a Cafe Nero and a pharmacy with a neon sign offering selected hair products, three for one quid. It's a boots. Okay. I was, yeah, I was gonna say that's a boots, basically. <laughs> I heard three for I literally saw three for one. I was like, oh boots, and then I read it properly. I was like, oh no, it's just an un they can name Cafe Nero, but they can't name boots. <laughs> they can name McDonald later on, but they can't name I assume boots is like a cheap hair product. Oh no, no boots a, is a sure. business. Yeah, so it's the name oh. of a shop. They they sell like a bunch of different stuff. So it's like pharmacy stuff, there's makeup stuff, there's perfume stuff, hair products. You have a photo booth. And all the where you would yeah, get all yeah, your you films could, printed. Yeah, you could do like your passport photos and stuff like that in their photo booth thingies. So, so does it read different in your versions? Because when Owen said pharmacist, I I'm reading the word chemist shop. Yes, same thing. Yeah. So yeah, basically same thing. But That's Americanized in- or Britishized, whichever one he wrote, and then they rewrote it for that. Yeah. Listen, Rick Riordan is a man who grew up in Texas. He he doesn't know New York. He doesn't know the UK. <laughs> it was probably written chemist and then translated for us do any of this isn't a spoiler for me i guess do any of rick riordan's books take place in te- technically part of the last king chronicles book took place in new mexico i think or texas uh it yeah because it was the, by the border i i think have you met i think there's a texas gnome you meet and then you've also got in percy jackson which we uh, uh, oh, that's in the next book. That's in the uh, next book, Owen. Okay. I think. I think I, you go I, to Texas in the next book. Yeah. All right. Well, it'll be good to know, and it's gonna. I can guarantee you, it's probably gonna be the most accurately written location Rick <laughs> ever ever written. He'll Very just be talking right. about like where he grew up. There's also technically the ranch, which is in Texas, but from Percy this Jackson. This is true. Yes, this is true. From Battle of the Labyrinth, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, you guys remember Battle of the Labyrinth? That's not. 
moving on. <laughs> we don't talk about those books here. We technically shouldn't talk about them here. It's a, it's an it's a little joke I have where whenever we mention like the Percy Jackson books, we're like, oh, we're doing a bad job for a podcast that doesn't talk about Percy Jackson. <laughs> so yeah, they pass by all the shops and they stop in front of a church where we meet with an old friend question mark yeah it's good old anubis who uh, essentially walks up to sadie and he's like hey you're coming to my territory we need to talk and emma and liz are like who the hell is this he looks hot he looks hot oh my god as a woman this section hurt me so much as, as a whatever i am <laughs> Do you think he thought these two are chavs, by the way? I think they are. <laughs> I think they kind yeah. of are. Especially, the, it's the denim they seem, jacket. They seem like the people that I would walk past and go, they look scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the denim jacket for me with, was it Liz? Yeah, it's Liz who wears the denim jacket, isn't it? The moment there was mention later on that she's wearing a denim jacket, um, she didn't want to take off her, like, new sparkly like really cool shoes and stuff like that and I was like yeah that's very much like what we would consider a like chaff-like behavior here in the UK and admittedly Sadie seems the type as well to have been yeah, one she dyes her hair definitely so is chaff just like the general neutral way of referring to someone who's sort of like punk no it's not punk uh what, 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 what would chaff be like Americanize it for me yeah uh... <laughs> Oh, just oh, just watch, just watch that clip from. Um, it's just a bit of a. Oh, I don't know how to be. Oh, oh, I know who. Uh, do you mean They're the person that Catherine they... Tate plays? That character. Oh uh, yeah, I, um, it bothered, bruv. It bothered. Yeah, it bothered. am I bothered? Yeah, am I bothered? bothered Catherine Tate. Am I bothered? <laughs> okay, I get the general idea now. Am I bothered? So someone that you would like, you would not want to meet in a dark alley sort of cat, like situation. Um, but they're usually kind of cool. But they are they like they buy like the latest trends. They wear a lot of makeup. Hair is scraped back. Really, usually their trousers are them. halfway down the pants. Yeah, if they're a oh okay. Now I I know exactly who you're talking about. Now I definitely got that idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna send you the clip anyway, um, Robert, for later because you're gonna love it. Um, <laughs> Catherine Tate for, for any listeners who are in the US I highly recommend just looking up Catherine Tate people will know her, she plays Donna Noble in Doctor Who um, she is a comedian here in Britain and I adore her on so many levels but she created this amazing characters um, that you will all love and need in your life, it's very British humour so some people may not get it but um, I do recommend um, and that's the sort of character we think of when we think of Liz and Emma. Also, Liz and Emma, most generic white girl British names I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I mean, where, where does... I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I would have no context for Liz and Emma, I guess. There are so many English stories that I've read, and there is always, always nearly a guarantee... Always one Elizabeth and always one Emma. Yeah, there is always one Elizabeth or Liz and one Emma. Literally, J- like Jane Austen. Jane Austen has both characters. She has a Liz and she has an Emma. I mean, but it's Jane Austen. Can you blame her? Yeah, but considering that's the 1800s, <laughs> it's the 1800s and we still have it now. It's very English. Yes. Anubis? Anubis. So yes, yes, we step into the church with Anubis, a.k.a. 
I'm uncomfortable. Okay, <laughs> hey, the dog-headed boy. I will hate the dog-headed boy. Is the, the titular chapter title role? Yes. So we enter in, and the first thing Anubis tells us is that the second scroll is in the 18th gnome in Russia. Vlad Menshikov, as you can as you can see in my Russian pronunciation, pronunciation is beautiful, has the second section of the Book of Ra in the top drawer of his desk in his headquarters in St. Petersburg. It's a trap, of course. He's hoping to bait you. But if you want the scroll, you've got no choice. Anubis just also goes on to say, like, I can tell you where the scroll is, but also this current problem you have fighting against uh, Bobby and... Neck and Matt. I'm look at my... Neck and Bet. Neck Bet. Yeah. That's it. Not Met. <laughs> neck, uh, this current problem you have fighting against Bobby and Neck Met, I can't help you. Like... The, the body you currently see in front of you only really manifests. Like, I only really have power in in regards to death is sort of what he wants to go through. I mean, it makes sense for the world that he's built. I mean, you don't see Hades being restricted, being like, oh, I'm sorry, Percy, yeah. I can't help it. I can't help in the final battle. It's not in a graveyard. Egyptians work differently. Egyptians yeah. are, are, are nerfed, I guess. The, the, gods, the gods need to possess something to work. That's yeah. the whole deal with them. So what my episode about? I guess that kind of makes sense in some regards. Like if you think in terms of just like history wise, like Egyptian mythology was destroyed a lot by like Greek and Roman like colonization in a sense. Like they kind of took over to the point that obviously we ended up having like blending of Roman and Egyptian gods becoming like their own thing and their own beings with that Roman Egyptian connection. So it kind of gives this sort of interesting idea of the reason why Egyptian rules for these gods are so like stagnant. They can't they can only do certain things. They need something to stick them in the mortal realm. Yeah. Whether that be a pyramid or preferably a human with the blood of a pharaoh. Yes. And I kind of like it in comparison to the the Greek mythology story and the Roman mythology that we get with Percy Jackson because like the entire time I'm reading the books, I'm just like, but wh- why do they want to help the gods? Because the gods could li- literally help them out and they won't. So why do they want to help them? In this situation, it makes sense that, you know, they still want to help and support the gods, these magicians, because, you know, the gods well, can only do so they much. <laughs> well, that's true. But as in, like, <laughs> Sadie and Carterway, like, they have this involvement with the gods themselves and they kind of, they don't fight it as much. They don't like them, but they kind of get the limitations. So they don't expect anything of them in a sense too. I think it's just kind of, it makes more sense because like you're going to fight for a God that will do the best that they can, but then it doesn't make sense why with the Greek mythology side, the demigods will help them even though the gods couldn't give a damn. (laughs) And Anubis gives Sadie a couple of parting gifts. He gives Sadie a strange sort of knife, a Sweeney Todd razor, long, curvy, and wickedly sharp along one edge. One edge? One edge made from black metal. I am... My English is great. (laughs) And Sadie is like, hey, what do I do with this? I can't exactly shave Bobby with this. And uh, Anubis is like, nope, it's not to fight Bobby or Neckbet, but you will need it soon for something. So this is the second item that Sadie's gotten in the book that she's going to need in the future. Yeah. Anubis also gives her advice. Take the underground. There's a station half a block down south. Uh, they won't be able to track you very well below the earth. And um, he also advises her to go to a bridge as one as running water is also disruptive of the gods' powers. 
And he also says that there will be a driver waiting for you uh, over by the Thames. And as his Thames, Thames, Thames. (laughs) sorry, sorry, I'm I'm American. It's how I would say it. Thames. And that's one we're not letting slow. That one. (laughs) I live in the Thames Valley. I can't allow it. Yeah. No. I'm getting bullied by the British. It's it, the red coats it, again. Deal with it. it. It's 1776 all over again. <laughs> this time we're winning. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> yeah, because there's two of you and there's one of me. Uh, do, do you want me to just rant about the church for a second, then? Well, one second because we have to go over Anubis's last. Okay. I, I hesitate to use the word gift, where he kisses Sadie on the lips. Uh, and it sort of it sort of plays out like uh sadie is shocked but was like oh that's nice because like the line goes um, she runs off singing happy birthday yeah and there's also the part where she's like i stood there paralyzed uh staring at beatrice's crumbling sarcophagus you know and she's like how dare anubis kiss me without permission and i'm like yeah how dare he kiss you without your permission that's bad Oh my god. Honestly though, that's it's in the paper. Like it's there yeah. on paper that this is not a good thing. But then it's immediately really pulls back. Just like, oh my god, this is amazing. I'm like, no! Consent <laughs> is important. God damn it. When we met Anubis in the last book, I already had a pre uh a pre-notion that like Anubis and Sadie were like a ship in the series. Yeah. And I got very uncomfortable very fast well because he looks 16 as well whilst also being like a thousand years old and she was 12 in the first book she's only just turned 13 so that means she's 16 and she's 13 that's just no it's just the whole frank and hazel thing but worse well yeah because the frank and hazel situation hazel is already 13 will be turning 14 soon not long after frank has turned 16 so technically it's only like a year and a half age difference, really, or something like that. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that one for another podcast. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Let's Chronicles here. <laughs> yeah, Owen, tell us about the church. Okay, so this church, like I said earlier, um, it does not exist. Also, he's running from the wrong point of direction. They need to be running north, so that's a whole thing. However, there is a church that could exist on the path, uh, St. Luke's at Millwall. But the original building was bombed in World War Two, and that got demolished. So that would be in your old church-looking church. Picture a church in the countryside. It would have looked a bit like that, except in the middle of a dockyard. Um, and then they rebuilt something, and then they demolished that and replaced the new building for the 21st century. Uh, you know how that line is. Um, <laughs> so, yes, so they built that. So that church could exist, but there's no graveyard there. Like... As far as I can tell, if Sadie lived on the East Bank and ran towards Canary Wharf, there'll be no way or shape or form she would pass a church with a graveyard in. Lies. You've... I, this is the most well-researched episode of Into the Riotiverse. I get, I, I, I've done this before, saying yes to this, out of personal, <laughs> just I wanted to. So I've, just, <laughs> I've now got a place where I can go deep into it. And essentially, that's how chapter seven concludes, where Emma, Liz, and Sadie run out of the church as they're being chased by Bobby. And as Owen mentioned earlier, uh, Sadie is humming happy birthday to herself and smiling stupidly. Uh, Well, that's nobody's business, was it? It's very much my business, Sadie. I'm concerned for you. You're 13 kissing a 
16 slash 5,000 year old men. Yeah, which in the UK, any form of interaction romantically uh, is a crime. <laughs> it's like Anubis is in prison now for any kind <laughs> of actions here. <laughs> this, this boy is in prison. He's in guard jail. Honestly. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just... Considering what happens in the next chapter, this makes me feel more uneasy. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 is this the whole best situation you're thinking of here? Yeah, but yeah. we haven't gotten there quite yet. We just start chapter... We gotta get on the train! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I had like a mini heart attack. Just like, wait, so I thought that was the kids in my neighbourhood. And I was like, what the hell? We don't have any trains here. <laughs> The train's coming, uh, Fran. The trains are coming. Okay. So, chapter eight. What happens in chapter eight? Major delays at Waterloo Station. We apologize for the giant baboon. Yeah. Oh. They run to Canary Wharf Station, hop on a tube. That's like the first thing they do. Yeah. Which, and he says at some point that good thing the tube was running on, or the underground, whatever he calls it, was running on time. There is a timetable on the tube. However, nobody knows what it is. And it's more, there was a train on the platform. That's more the tick. <laughs> And it never runs on time. It's just like the few. That's why they don't publicize the fact that there's yeah, a timetable on the tube. That's true. Also, I'm trying to remember when was this one published? Because they may have had like, you know, that they have now, they have like the little um, sort of yeah, automated yeah, yeah. thing where they say how far away they are. That's never right either. I don't know. When's if... the copyright year? 2011. Oh, two th- oh, yeah. No, they would have had the digital. Yeah, they would have had thing. the five minutes, three minutes. Yeah, yeah. And they were they were always wrong as well. So it's again, yeah. So That's all of Jubilee, this is a lie. That would be one of the better lines. Yeah. The Jubilee is slightly better. But it's so still... yeah, they get um oh Fran, you go, you go. Oh no, I was to say uh, the Jubilee's better, but still it'd be at least like a minute or two late. <laughs> so as mentioned earlier, Emma, Sadie, and Liz all hop on the underground and Emma's like, hey Sadie, what the f- was all that <laughs> and essentially sadie just explains everything her being the descendant of egyptian of egyptian uh pharaohs uh, pharaohs right yeah her mm. being the, the descendant uh, the descendant <clears throat> her being the descendant of egyptian pharaohs uh her learning magic everything that happened during the events of the red pyramid why she left london etc etc and at the end of sadie's whole explanation emma and liz are like yeah okay we believe you these two are immense just list for accepting that. I have like so many ideas about these two because also can they see through? The minds don't seem to get warped. It's, it's like, do they already know this stuff and have just said he's just given them an explanation for why they can see weird things? It's Ooh. it's fun. That is from what I point. from what I gather from gather, I am great with pronunciation today. From what I gather, the mist is like Percy Jackson, but this is like the what the duat is like what happens in King Chronicles. Right? <laughs> what what what? I just I've never I've I always the say don't because I've never figured out how to actually say it and you do la do la. I just I just heard not not the place from Shrek. That's all I heard. Welcome to Duloc, such a perfect down. Duloc is Duloc is Duloc is a perfect place. 
DreamWorks, now, don't sue us. <laughs> listen, I, I will only accept the lawsuit if it is if it is from Shrek himself. <laughs> Mike Myers, hit us up. <laughs> no, no, not Mike Myers, Shrek. Okay, that makes more sense because there's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, just, just jumping back to the book. Um, <laughs> before, before Sadie gives them said explanation, she does the reach thing into and grabs her stuff. And she and she complains at those two for talking to her to concentrate. Anyone that's been on the tubes and the Jubilee Line's uh, a good one for this. It's very squeaky. Two people being quiet will not affect how well you can concentrate with all that squeaking going on. Yeah, just want to point that one out. Yeah, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> that also, and the fact that the the fact that they kind of make it seem like there's like no one on the train. Um, is rubbish because every. Hang on, what time is it? Time... We get time. We get time snaps later. Yeah, I think it's like like evening sort of time. Yeah, it's um, yeah. eight, I think. Yeah, yeah so it'd eight. be super busy. Rush hour. People... Yeah, it's rush hour. People will be going out. To the Every, clubs. Everyone people... leaving the offices because you're in the middle of the financial district. Yeah, yeah, literally. On the tube of the DLR. They'll be like, like they'll be scrunched in like sardines. They'll be like an uncomfortable. There'll be that random person that always stares at you from their seat. There'll be that going on. Like there is no chance. There is no chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, remind me to never go you on the tube when I know Owen is in London. Or um, <laughs> either that, or I'm staring at the map. One of the two. <laughs> admittedly i'm always staring at the map when i am on there because i'm always like i don't actually know where i'm going i need to make sure where it is and how many stops and just stare at it consistently but um from, yeah from my basic understanding but very basic understanding of um, you, british, <laughs> of british public transport it is more complicated than it should be oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. well it depends oh yeah it depends on the area actually <laughs> Up north, Thanks. it's kind of good. The south Depends is the Depends on story. where you're going, how you're planning on getting there, whether you want a map that's geographically correct or diagrammatically correct. <laughs> and then whether or not you want to get there on time. <laughs> oh, my God, this is great. Right. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, to summarise, um, there is no chance she would have been able to concentrate because it's the tube. <laughs> it goes... But... <laughs> As it goes around corners. And they got people chatting. Mr. Texas Riordan has no idea how about any of that. So I think later on you get a wonderful comparison between Manchester and Swindon, which is also ridiculous. <laughs> Swindon Town, Swiddly Pooper. I'm sorry, I don't know a whole lot about my my limited knowledge just ranges to like you guys call it football. Yeah, yeah. It's soccer, nah. But who cares? Um, uh, <laughs> popping off over here. It popped off over here today because of the football. Uh, oh my just, god, yeah, I did. The only team I really care about in the Premier League is Liverpool, and they're not going to win the Premier League this year. Premier. Premier. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what was I saying? What was I saying? Premier. Premier. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have like... an American accent. <laughs> Listen, okay, let's talk about how stupid the naming system for like your, for the football league in, in London is. You have the London. Premier League. In London. Not England, whatever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm an American. I'm stupid. Oh my god, I feel so bad, but it's also kind of fun. <laughs> this is the first time where me and Owen have outnumbered our American. Oh my god, I'm getting bullied. 
I'm getting bullied. It's, no, it makes perfect sense because Premier is the top. It's Premier, and then it's the Champions League. Oh, no, the Champions League's the European one. That's different. What? Yeah, yeah so okay. it's all of Europe as well. So that's so the whole of like... Europe. So that's the UEFA Champions League. Champions, that's what I meant. So the UEFA's Champions League. I, but yeah. I think Liverpool are also in the Premier League because that's the FA, which is England. <laughs> I know too much about football for someone that doesn't watch it. I just... I was going to say, I know a lot about it when I hate football. <laughs> I think we just grew up in Britain. I think that's all that is. Yeah, that, that's there, everywhere. There was, a, there was a moment in this collaboration where I was like, it's going to be fun. And then there's this moment where it's like, oh, I'm getting bullied by the two British kids. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just going to try. But it's kind you of want, fun. You want, you, want, you want it, mate? You want it? You come, come at me. me you want to come at me, bro? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Bring it on, son. Bring it on. Bring it on. Oh my god! I I have never felt my my cheeks get so flushed and red like this. Uh, back so to the back, book, eh? Yeah, back to the book, eh? Oh dear. Okay. Where are we up to? So yeah, they're on the underground. They're also on the ground. They don't drop. They don't come off at London Bridge, which is closer. I check. Um. So they drop off at Waterloo Station instead, and then the thing happens. And the thing is a a swarm of baboons. Um, charge the station and destroy. What is it that they destroy? Is it a it's not body, a shop. body shop? That's the, bo- it. the body shop, they destroy a McDonald's, they destroy a. I'm pretty sure there's a Smith's in there somewhere that they that they don't they don't state as a Smith's, probably as a news agent's. Probably, yeah. But it's a Smith's. We all know it's a Smith's. <laughs> yeah. At, uh, at some point, Neckbet catches up and she's like, Where are you going, Sadie Kane? Would you fight by running away? And then at that moment, we have uh, uh, an announcer come on the... Oh, oh, I've been practicing. Also, the announcements are slightly wrong. Um, (laughs) So it would really be the train... The train at Platform 3 is the 2002 South West Trains Railway Service to Basingstoke. Calling out... Oh my god! Honestly, I picked up on that as well. I was like, "No, it's not usually that direct. They make it so complicated. They give you the specific details of which train at which station at which time and where to is delayed." That beats New York by a mile. We <laughs> just get a train is here. Which train? Take a guess. If it's not your train, well, fuck you. <laughs> it's also it's also okay. Waterloo is the UK's busiest railway station. I've got fat numbers if you want it, but. Um, <laughs> It's like so busy. I doubt they're announcing everything here. It mostly you know, would be on the, on the boards. boards. Yeah, yeah it'll be on the boards. boards. <laughs> the, the, the delay one. The the twenty fourteen Southwest Trains Railway service to Brighton has been delayed. We apologise for this inconvenience. That would be announced. I'm just intrigued because it's saying obviously. So it's saying that there's a McDonald's, a paper chase, and a body shop that are being destroyed. I'm just wondering yeah, if in... they're actually there. I'm looking. Oh, so you... Um, and it's, it. it's 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 not. Oh no, it's the shops specifically. I'm wondering if the shops are actually. Yeah, you can go there. and match it. The yeah. clock's there. It's like a very big thing about Waterloo. That clock. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it is most of the. So there is a Marks and Spencers, a Boots, an Oliver Boners. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I love how Owen and I both listen. There. There may be a lot of difference between our culture, but at least we can laugh at a boner joke. <laughs> yeah, there's a scribbler, which I'm guessing would be sort of like paper chase. Costa coffee, pret-a-manger, 
Yes. Oh, okay. There is a paper chase. Okay, I'll give him that. Um, They're also apparently doing this all near the clock as well. Yeah, and paper chase isn't near the clock. No. So this is this is this is a very simple Google search, Mister Ryorden. Um, I mean, and... you have to remember that Google was a little different back in 2011. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Still at this. I want to point out, it's skipping a little bit, but so, there's some mention of a BlackBerry being used as a weapon. <laughs> so essentially, Sadie... Sadie oh, they're uh, definitely chaps if they had BlackBerrys. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> so yeah, essentially, Sadie, Liz, and Emma are running away, and Sadie is like, okay, here, hold my staff. I'm going to look through my bag to see if I have anything that can help us. And she finds a potion she made, like, several weeks ago that essentially will give her... Sort of like the power she had when she and Isis were fused. She'd have a lot of magic without being, like, burning up. And she essentially uses that magic to animate a ton of inanimate objects around her to start attacking the baboons and, uh, sec... sec... like... The vulture goddess. The vulture... bird person. Bird And... Person. bird person and Bobby. And one of those items is a blackberry. I don't think it was one of their blackberries. I just think it was a general blackberry that like exploded from a kiosk or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, admittedly, there would be lots of people who are like, yeah, doing the selling of like the phones on like, the side. Like of I the said, car. UK's busiest railway station for many, many years. <laughs> I mean, someone's probably just dropped in. They've just picked it up and thrown it. <laughs> this will do. This Probably a lot of umbrellas. I think that would have made more sense if they threw an umbrella. Everyone leaves an umbrella at the station. They're everywhere. Well, what is the Financial Times? A newspaper. I assume that. Is it like a popular paper? No. I read uh, it as well. <laughs> I don't think it's probably really one of the load in the stand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's probably is this it part. Is the Sunday like, Times lot? Yeah, no, I was going to say the Sunday Times is the one that's in the lot. The Financial Times isn't really kind of kept anywhere because it's sh- so they don't like, <laughs> so it would either be Daily Mail, Sunday Times, or just the, the Times that would be in like those little stand things that people can pick stuff up on. Oh, it's not even part of the Times Enterprises, sorry. No. Um, for, yeah, uh, no, it's wrong. So, <laughs> so for the American listeners I have, I'm in the same boat as you. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> we have a lot of different newspapers. and um, Just listed newspapers. Uh, yeah. there's, probably, there's probably a page three that flew past somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should going to say the sun would definitely be in there because lots of people pick that sleazy paper up, um, which is very uncomfortable. Oh, no, it would be the Metro. That's always at train stations, the Metro. Yeah, the Metro. Yeah, I was going to say that would have made and more the sense. Eye, was the eye out then? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? You know who knows? Not me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking a lot of stuff. <laughs> no, I'm glad. This is part of the reason why I was really excited to have you both on. I, I wasn't appreciative appreciative of the bullying, but I do like getting to learn a little bit more about British culture. <laughs> yeah, are we? Are, are they run out the railway station yet? Are we still in there? Still oh, in- well, they're they're about to. What's it called? Sadie drank the potion, and she and she animated everything to start attacking the baboon army and and Bobby and Neckbet. And then she's like, "Okay, run, go, go!" And as they leave with the station, the entire station, by the way, was evacuated because you know blowing up yeah that's not happened uh carry on <laughs> yeah. yeah these are londoners they're, they're just they're just they're just continuing about their day going whatever mate <laughs> as I they leave the train. terminal oh, yeah, sorry go 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 i was say i gotta get my train i can't dinner waiting mate come on chop chop <laughs> literally i was gonna say that's very much what would happen here someone could literally like kind of 
like collapse. Uh, I actually, I have collapsed in the middle of a tube station and woke up still in the same place with people just walking around me and just left me there. They'll acknowledge like, you're there by not stepping on you. Yeah, that's like the one point. They, they kind of leave like a wide berth of you um, and then just keep going on about their day. A few times I've been crying on the train and they like move seats specifically to get further away so they aren't disrupted by tears. Um, that's very much the uh, British culture. There's danger. They don't care. <laughs> They'll keep going. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry to derail. <laughs> they run out of the terminus. <laughs> they, run the, they, 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 they run out and they... Sadie is like, well, with everything being evacuated, I don't expect any cabs to be in the taxi queue. And, of course, the curb is empty, except for one uh, one person there who's a, sh- uh, a chauffeur, an extremely short, scruffy man standing at the end of the drive in a black suit holding a placard. Pl- placard? Uh, that red cane. Yeah, you're right. One of those two. What? They're both exist? right. I missed what you said, sorry. Hi, Bess. Hi, Bess. Bess is essentially so he he's the ride he's the ride that Bost and uh, Anubis were talking about, and he's essentially he's the god of dwarves. Yes, he is. there's a little more, but for for the time being, as we know him in this book, he's the god of dwarves, and he's driving Sadie, Emma, and Liz to Waterloo Bridge. Waterloo Bridge. Thank you, British person. They got off at Waterloo Station, so they're going to the closest bridge, which happens to have the same name. Wonder why they named the station that. He says with stations named horrendously because uh, they want tourists to go there <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, that system's messed up. <laughs> it's just old. But yeah, so Bess is there. He is ready to pick them up. He is a friend of Anubis and he is getting them the heck out of there in a very, very disgustingly dirty car, which honestly kind of makes sense because a lot of cabs are kind of gross in London. In the nicest way, some of them do really well. Okay, so here's the thing about Bess I just want to talk about quickly, since it's it's a solid point before we get into the whole cab thing. Who's he possessed? Because as we've already established earlier, uh, they have to have some, what's the hold on the mortal realm? Yeah. Yeah. We never meet Besses. We never know what Bess is. is well, it's the same Bess as Bess, is, though, is, isn't it? Like when Bass ba- leaves the Bast cat. is just... Bast is Muffin. Oh. Muffin is Bast. Oh, no, no, but no. when she leaves Muffin, she becomes a human form. Yeah, she's no, not no, no, she doesn't with leave Muffin, Muffin She transforms Muffin. She shapeshifts Muffin, doesn't she? No, because she, she like, quote-unquote, dies at the end of the first... Or not the end, like, middle, middle of the first book. Yeah, and you get pure Muffin back. And you get pure Muffin back... At the end, when the gods bring her back from the duat or whatever, Duat's they fine. don't they don't specify that like she's still part muffin or like she like her host is still muffin. They just sort of say boss is back, and we just yeah. I I've just always assumed it's still muffin. Yeah, but do I... we get? Hmm, <sighs> that's a good point. I am so oh, and I would have never caught that. Oh, yeah. I, it's yeah. I, it's, I don't also don't think we ever see any of the gods travel with the canes into yeah except for bus and bess oh my god that's gonna be really i think they don't travel they don't get in the same way but robert can check for this us check for this later on <laughs> yes so yeah the god the god of the quad the god of dwarves and i love how there's a point where liz is like i mean isn't there a more polite term like little people or vertically challenged and Bo- and Bess is like, I am not going to call myself the god of vertically challenged people. 
so I mean, you can kind of see the beginnings of when Rick Riordan is like, "How do I dance around being kind of problematic?" Mm. And then he ignored that completely when he wrote the Magnus Chase books. Yeah, e- even for someone who hasn't read the Magnus Chase books, just reading like the master list of why he gets canceled, I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's not exactly good." <laughs> yeah, there are a few things. This is definitely one of them in the case of Bess. I think especially in terms, like, I kind of half get it, considering some things that are brought up later with some other godly characters. But, like, there are a lot of other Egyptian gods that you could have kind of brought in instead. Um, So you wouldn't have to, like, deliberately put into this conversation a way to make it seem less offensive. Like, (laughs) I don't know, it's just... (sighs) Oh, you know, good old Rick Riordan. Never, never did anything wrong in his... I can't even finish that sentence, honestly. So he takes them to Waterloo Bridge, correct? Yes. And he's like, this is as far as I can go, because as you know, water sort of disrupts my connection to the mortal world, as it would do to the other gods. And um, they get out and they walk over. And this is also when Sadie is like, wow, drinking that potion was a terrible idea because i feel drained and weak and like i'm like i'm i have the poos <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that had to be one of and those then what does she do she gives liz and Ez some some liz and ez liz and ez <laughs> liz and emma liz and emma some orders are you just trying to say lesbian it's okay lady should have been a lesbian i'm just saying i think my brain short circuit didn't wanted to say m but put a Z on the end because of Liz. A Z on the end. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I will fight. This is actually where I, I will I will be like, oh, I'm a dumb American mispronouncing and misremembering British things. I will fight that it's Z, not Z. I can half get it immediately because zebra. Zebra. <sighs> what the name of Carter's love interest? What do you call her? Zia. Zaya. Okay, we can agree on that. Zaya. No, we can't. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Don't say yours, fan. You prove his point. Shh. He didn't <laughs> <Wait>. hear you. <laughs> Wait, did Fran say Zia? Yes, yeah. he did. That's what Hal says. Hal says Zia. Zia just makes more sense to me. I When I see Z or Z-I, I think Z-Zia. See, when I would say, I would see that with an A more than anything, Zia. Like Z-A-Y-A or something like that for Zia. Hearing that. Seven I. It's a name. Unless we hear her say it, we never know how it's pronounced. Yeah, and we don't trust the audiobooks because the audiobooks are trash. Um, yeah, the audiobooks aren't exactly good. <laughs> they make it to the bridge, they get out, they're going for a walk. Uh, nice nice gentle walk along the bridge. Bess is like, hey, you guys need some help? And they're like, yeah, sure. And um, they're like, okay. And Bess is like, okay, leave the limo, I gotta change. <sighs> I, I, I want to say I'm still more horrified. Circle back to that, because uh, I think what happens with that happens shortly. Does it? Oh, yeah. Well, Wait, hold on. I've forgotten the order of things. They, they get out no, of the No, because she gets right? out, then, then, then they do the whole circle thing, uh, and, and Sadie's like, oh, this is what Zaya did to me and Carter when we first met. I don't I, appreciate... I don't appreciate the the female rivalries that come up in this this series. I don't, I don't think that's is that a rivalry that one. Well, just more that she just. Oh, hold on, what is it that she says specifically? Because I think it's the wording that I didn't really like that much. Hold on, where whereabouts is it? Um, 
Hold on. Um, I don't know. There was something. What page is it specifically? I can't find. There's a. Oh, I didn't want to be like Zia. Like that's Dyer. like just. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I traded her the chalk for my stuff, then had a horrible flash of deja vu. I just ordered my friends into action exactly as Zia Rashid had lost me the first time. I'm going to punch you, Owen, and I can't even see you. Um, <laughs> we faced an enemy god together. I didn't want to be like Zia. Like, what? She's ordering them around in that sense to, for, you Zaya. know, for their own. I didn't say Zaya at that point. I know. I, I just, I just delayed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like the reason that she's ordering them around the same way that Zaya ordered her around <laughs> previously was because you know mortal danger in need of protection and fighting so she's doing it all for the safety like i would want to be like her because you know she saved her ass and she's about to save a couple sentences later she does go she must have been well brave mate in in paraphrasing here Uh, paraphrasing (laughs) much paraphrasing yeah so sadie's trying to protect everyone but her magic's also fading and she's getting weaker and weaker until eventually she pulls or not she pulls an ex machina is pulled out of um, the limousine where Bess shows up in uh, a a speedo essentially (laughs) he's described I'm not I don't even want to read his description he's described horrendously yeah kind of on purpose yeah which is the point I guess he's so hideous that like he scares off uh uh, that he scares off neckbed and bobby Goodbye, baboon man. Goodbye, bird person. Bird. Per- Have you ever watched uh, Rick and Morty? Owen? Yes. Yes. Bird person, or I guess he's Phoenix person now, or I guess he's nobody now. We'll find out in season five, which comes out in like a month. <laughs> Fun times. So yeah, he essentially. I, I I do want to point out that the back of the of his speedo says uh dwarf 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 rights right something like that dwarf what was it? pride dwarf pride which as it turns out bob uh not bobby Bess is he's he was a god associated with sexuality so i guess this is as close to queer representation as we get in this series hooray <laughs> yep but of course both of his love interests are female so not particularly yeah so the ugliness of Bess essentially scares oh, out wait, the Oh, I just realized. From... Sorry, that was a bit of a spoiler. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I it went over my head. Trust okay. me. I, I compl- it's it's but... not it's not a big spoiler. It's it's not. It's fine. <laughs> ignore, ignore, control, alt, delete. <laughs> F F four F four F four <laughs> F four. So Bess essentially is so ugly and horrifying that he scares the the gods out of their out of possessing Sadie's grandparents. And uh, Gramps wakes up and he's like, man, I really want some mangoes and insects, question mark? Yeah. Sounds like a monkey business. It sort of, it sort of reminds me when um, in Civil War, in Captain America Civil War, when uh, Ant-Man goes from giant back to being small, he's like, does anyone have some orange slices? Great. Great line. Love it. Love it. <laughs> So the mortals are ready to storm the bridge and uh, essentially Bess offers his services uh, in the limousine again, but he's like, your grandparents and your friends can't come with us. They're, first of all, Liz and Emma are mortal and second of all, Graham and Gramps are sort of just... A bit old, mate. (laughs) Yeah, a bit old, mate. 
they don't want they, they could they could channel magic if they really wanted to but also they're a bit past their prime Gr- grandpa Fawcett even was like man i kind of having that power i haven't felt that powerful in decades or you know in ages and i'm like oh that sounds uh, is there something you're not telling us grandpa honestly admittedly i i did not i I don't particularly care about the grandparents everything i hear about them i'm just kind of like i'd rather goodbye they're humans (laughs) also i'd rather clearly racist um elderly folk didn't have any power at all um but uh that's a well, I was gonna say a story for a different time, but um, I realise that predominantly features in the first book, so I'm way past you <laughs> to, to mention this uh, commentary. But um, yeah, it's kind of summarises British culture. All of our elderly, most of them are racist, and they still get to vote. So <laughs> that's why our country's screwed. I'll stop. <laughs> Vol Britannia. <laughs> And essentially the chapter ends with um, Sadie getting into the car and as they're driving away, uh, Beth sort of stops and Sadie's like, hey, can't we just, you know, run past everyone invisibly? And Beth is like, I'm not worried about the mortals as we, it's revealed that Carter and Walt have appeared. They look like they essentially jogged to uh, Waterloo Bridge from Brooklyn. (laughs) I mean, they've run from the Cleopatra Needle, which I do think is a way away. I thought that. Oh wait, no, I forgot that the, the they couldn't summon a portal in the in the in the twenty first gnome. They had to summon it at the museum. What what's bridge are they at again? Waterloo. Waterloo Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's by walking. They've ran. That okay. Actually, they haven't gone that far. Waterloo Bridge from Cleopatra's Needle. They've only run about six minutes, so they shouldn't be that far. <laughs> You would think that with all the training they were doing, they'd be a bit more in shape, but I yeah. guess not. I guess maybe like the the exertion from the magic, but also still Probably. like six minute run, like six minute run, and that's even not at a run. Like six minutes would be like casual walking. So really, it should be, have been like three minutes. Yeah, if they were running. Ah, uh, lazy boys. Lazy boys. You would assume that with all the training they're doing at the Brooklyn House, they would have. A little more harumph in their step, but I yeah. guess not. Some stamina. <laughs> so they go to the limo, and Walter and Carter are, are Walter and Carter. Walt and Carter are like, "You're not in danger." And Sadie's like, "No, pop in. We're gonna go to Russia." Uh, and that's essentially how Chapter Eight ends. <laughs> On another that. suspenseful note, as they always do when we switch characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How, what what is that line from Mean Girls? Get in losers, we're going shopping. Instead, it's just <laughs> get in losers, we're going to Russia. <laughs> get in losers, we're going to Russia, and that ends chapter eight. Which brings me to uh, some segments that I'm a, a bit embarrassed to say out loud. But we have scrolling through the Egyptian age, where I give a quick uh, go through of all the new gods or Egyptian stuff we went through this chapter. We met Bess who is the ancient Egyptian dwarf god. He was a complex being who was both a deity and a demonic fighter. He is a god of war, uh, but he was also a patron of childbirth, the home, and was also associated with sexuality, humor, music, and dancing. So essentially, he's the queer icon. Basically, without actually being. We have Bobby, who is um, the... deification of the baboon one of the animals present in ancient egypt his name is usually translated uh loosely to bull of the baboons roughly meaning chief of the baboons 
He was also viewed as a deity of the underworld. And lastly, we have Nekbet, who is the patron of Upper Egypt, appearing as one of the two ladies in the Nepti name of the pharaoh. Uh, she was often called Hejet, or the White Crown, which is in reference to the crown of Upper Egypt, and regularly appears as a heraldic device presenting Upper Egypt, or representing Upper Egypt. She's also the protector of royal children, and in later periods, of all young children and expectant mothers. She's also the vulture goddess, but that's besides the point. Scary. <laughs> Scary. And then that goes into Consult the Divine, where I try and predict what happens in the next two chapters uh they go to russia is that is that too much for me to predict <laughs> i don't know i think that's a long shot there <laughs> i'm pretty sure somewhere along the way they're gonna this was the fighting chapter so i'm pretty sure the next two chapters are going to be the plot development chapters i can't quite remember <laughs> well you also can't quite tell me I, yeah. the point is i, I don't know the series <laughs> i know i'm just i'm trying to remember for myself yes and that's essentially, I, I, I'm sure there's going to be more that's going to happen, but that's the general idea. They're going to go to Russia. I don't think they're going to get the, the second part, the second scroll in the next two chapters. Maybe it'll be in Sadie's POV that they get it. I don't think Carter is competent in any way. Yeah. <laughs> but, He's an intelligent himbo. <laughs> an intelligent himbo. Yeah. But that's They're besides rare. the point. Fran, Owen, do you guys have anything else you'd like to say about the chapters we read today? Um. The portrayal of Britain. It's <laughs> not, wrong. It's wrong, but it's not bad. <laughs> I um, I give a few points for the attempt and for the naming of shops that do exist in this country, though not in the places that they were centred. <laughs> um, and um, I, I do, uh, I know obviously the books are already out, but um, I do want the followers to know that, yes, we use the word mate a lot, but we don't use it as often as Sadie has. So please, please do not think we do this. Is that the only stereotype you want to, you want to. Yeah, display, that's kind of the only like, one, really. The only um, one you care about? That's the only one I care about. Because I say <laughs> mate a lot and I don't want people to think that I, I call everyone. Also, we're not all from mate. London, but just throw that one out there. Oh, yeah. Not all from London. And we're both Southerners. So there's some people up north that haven't had a say. Yeah. Eop. Eop, my loveless. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a British thing. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm not British. I am American. Boo. <laughs> Basically, hey, we, beat, what's we up? beat you guys once in 1789. We can do it again. I oh, know you you would do it again. You spend way too much money on defense. What? Yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's say. something you can definitely point out. We spend more money on the military than I think the next like 30 countries combined. Oh, but the entire globe actually apparently. Um, really? Yeah, cuz you guys are like nearly in the trillions for your military defense, I think. Oh boy. Um we're only in like a billion, like a single billion. That's still too much, but like it's only a single billion. Um. <laughs> all right so tune in so thank you for joining us for uh the american revolution part two <laughs> we want this, this time one, wins. <laughs> unfortunately i the american lost uh and as as compensation and reward the british now get to plug their podcast and where you can find them on social medias and stuff 
So guys, if you want to go through the Rayon verse in timeline order, you can follow my podcast, The Best Damn Camp, on wherever you listen to uh, your podcast. It is spelled damn the correct way, D-A-M. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow uh, Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow my personal stuff, because I am an author, if I do say so myself, and which I do Woo-hoo. because I am, um, you can follow me at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and my YouTube channel, A Healthy Dose of Fran, for other bonus content stuffs. Yeah. So, I'm Addy Through the Mist podcast doing Void Inverse Law. I think I have three episodes that touch on King Chronicles. Well, four. The latest one is Pure King Chronicles. So, go show that one some love. Um, search for Through the Mist on podcast sites, and there's also an Instagram at through underscore mist if you want to go follow that for all your update needs. Woo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> and with those plugs, it is time for the credits of this show. If you would like to get into contact with this show, there are several ways to do so. First of all, you can email us at into the universe at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. Stop by to say hi if you want. Um, if you would like to follow the show on social media, you can follow us on Universe pod at Twitter at or you can follow us at Riordanverse Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at the Damn Meme page on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Damn is spelled D A M. If you would like to follow the artist of the icon, you can follow him on Twitter at Rampakoka, R A N P A K O K A. If you would like to follow the composer of the theme song, he's on Fiverr at, uh, at Kobe Ophi. As usual, everyone that's usually listed, as well as these two uh, wonderful British bullies, will be <laughs> in the show notes of the hey. podcast. I- I'm thinking of do you do you remember that really not old like that like uh, boarding school game? I think it was called Bully. Um, I I saw it on YouTube like once. I have not heard of this at all. <laughs> it's essentially. From what I gather, you just go to a very posh school in British, in British, in in, in, in British. Okay, <laughs> sir, we're in British now. <laughs> this is Britannia. No, you go to like a really posh school that has like a bunch of bullies and stuff, and you're just supposed to like make your way up the ladder until you're like top dog at this posh British boarding school. Sounds like boarding schools. I was gonna say that sounds like British boarding schools. Kind of become a politician. What? <laughs> yeah, that's Eton. That's Eton, basically. And that would be the end of the credits, I assume. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, I will see you next week. Fran and Owen, thank you for joining me on this lovely, uh, lovely for you, bullying for me adventure. Great fun. <laughs> <It was> brilliant. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you, well, not we, but I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>